More memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best views of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. What's up? We are all out of sorts. Yeah, let's let's clean this up a minute here. There we go. That's better. There we go. It is Monday afternoon. Week 8 is in the books. Well, kind of. We still have Monday Night Football. Big Detroit Lions game for you, Mitch. Mm-hmm. Mitch, I, I've known you for five years, maybe a little bit longer. Probably a little longer, yeah. And I don't know that I've known anybody in my entire life that gets food poisoning as many times as you. This is multiple times now. Like, what are you eating out in Utah? What are you, what are you doing? Okay, so I used to get food poisoning all the time. And then I had an appendectomy, and I didn't get it for like almost a year and a half. And it was funny because my kid, we were going to go eat at the seafood restaurant on Saturday. And he's like, Dad, aren't you allergic to this? Don't you always throw up? I'm like, oh, no. Ever since I had my appendectomy, I'm fine. No issue. And no joke, within two hours of getting home, like I was just laying on the bathroom floor. It was not a fun time. Yeah, and I remember getting that text when you yeah. got your appendectomy from your from your wife. From my wife, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's not good whenever you're no. you're receiving a, a text from Mitch's wife. Anyway, so this is going to be a relatively quick episode, trying to keep it to half an hour, jumping on live here, middle of the day, like I said, on Monday. And there are some things we want to discuss from a news perspective, how it impacts things from a dynasty perspective. But then there are players based on their production here in week eight, you know, it really spices things up and it makes things interesting. And sometimes it's the day before Halloween. Sometimes that's scary for people. Okay. It can be a little frightening to have to quickly adjust based on what we saw. And then a lot of people, you know, they want to see it happen more than once. And I get that, but then we become a little bit more reactive and you're paying a, a different price or you're moving at a different price, depending on where you're going. But we had to start with Kirk Cousins. And right away, he was ruled out. And it torn Achilles. Where do things go in Minnesota at this point? They got the win yesterday. But now we have to look at it from a short and longer term perspective, not only for Kirk Cousins, but I think also the pass catchers in that offense and how it impacts them moving forward you know, luckily, this offense, you have pieces that are young enough. TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, sure, their production right now, and I leave out Justin Jefferson just because we don't know the timeline of when he's going to return, but their production, sure, it, it's kind of the icing on the cake, the cherry on top, if you will, but they're young enough that a short-term injury, and I say short-term because we didn't really know what was going to happen in Minnesota, the quarterback position beyond this year. So a lot going on. As you can tell, I missed you, Mitch. I'm excited to talk to you today. But from a Kirk Cousins perspective, how are you viewing this, looking at it with your dynasty glasses? 
No, man, it sucks for Kirk. Because the one thing that we know in Dynasty is he was already hard to move to begin with. I mean, before the injury, no one wanted Kirk. But I feel pretty strongly on my teams that if I have a rebuilding roster right now and I do have a league to where it's off potential points or max points for on sleeper, I, I want Kirk Cousins on my team because he's still giving you top 12 quarterback weeks when he's healthy. And right now, you know, you're going to get zeros every single week. And so like I went out yesterday immediately afterwards and I got a trade up. Someone said, Hey, I need to compete. I have Kirk Cousins on my team. I'm willing to sell him for cheap. So I didn't want a low ball. So I went out and sent him, Oh, uh, Nico Collins. In the third. And- and I did Nico Collins first. He countered with the third. I'm like, yeah, I'll add a third for Kirk Cousins. But now I have a starting quarterback going into next year that's not given me any points for the rest of the season. And I could walk in the season with Kirk Cousins as my quarterback one even and be like, I could deal with this for three years. Now, you know, we had a good discussion with our guy Kev over there at the Devi Royale. You know, if you're not checking out their Devi content, highly suggest it. Uh but we had a good conversation in the discord earlier today and it was talking about Kirk cousins and obviously he's a free agent after this year. And the thought was, well, once he signs, whatever his next contract is, wherever his next contract is look to get out from him. But you talked about a little bit, Mitch already. He was a quarterback that was producing at a high level for fantasy purposes even though we think about high-level quarterbacks for fantasy purposes, and typically they're guys that give you some rushing upside, and Kirk Cousins really doesn't do that. But you you look at it, and he wasn't all that expensive for what you were getting from a production standpoint to begin with. And now he goes down for the rest of the season. Is he ready for week one? I you know I don't know. You tend to be a little bit more optimistic in this situation, I think. And then we look at it, the comparing the Aaron Rodgers injury. I I read something that was interesting, and I mentioned that in the chat earlier today, that Aaron Rodgers was his left foot. Kirk Cousins is right. So that's the one he's dropping back. He's planting on. You think a lot of that power, at least some of that power, is going to be coming from that. How does he adjust moving forward? So the price you paid, Nico Collins, and a third, for me, I think that's a little bit high because I don't know that the cost was all that different when Kirk Cousins was healthy. Like maybe Nico Collins in a second Mm -hmm. for Kirk Cousins is something we could have seen. But I'm going to be going both ways on this. If I have Kirk Cousins and I'm contending and I need a quarterback, I think the perfect opportunity, you know, if I didn't have almost 30% exposure to Russ, I'd be going that way. And Uh, I think it was Holler in the chat yesterday, and I apologize if it wasn't, but I think it was him. He moved a playoff first for Russell Wilson on a team where he now needed a quarterback. And I obviously I was 100% on board with that. And the pivots that we're going to see for Cousins, they are going to be interesting. So you were okay acquiring Cousins, if not contending. I also am okay with that depending on the price, of course. But we're seeing a lot of second-round value. I think you could do, you know, if somebody's contending and you're in a a deeper league especially or a start-four-wide receiver league, Adam Thielen for Kirk Cousins. I can't. I can't. Oh, you're cutting out a little bit. Hello? Hello? Okay, you're good now. You're good. That was weird. If somebody needs points, you don't see... 
which side are you skeptical on there? I don't know if I can move my Kirk Cousins for Adam Thielen. Well, even you, if I'm competing, just because I would have to have a second quarterback there, right? I would have to feel completely comfortable with whoever my second quarterback is. In this situation, then, yes. Yeah, and then Adam Thielen would have to come in and be a pretty good upgrade over whoever I'm starting in the flex spots, right? And so I don't know because going into next year, I mean, Kirk Cousins worth three times Adam Thielen's value. I think we could see some Gardner Minshew's for Kirk Cousins. I do think that could be close. I wouldn't doubt it. Like, just real quick on the Achilles injuries. I've never been the whole doom and gloom. Whenever Achilles happens for anybody, I mean, this is going like years ago. Um, and it's really for this type of quarterback. If this happened to Daniel Jones, I'd be completely out of him. I'd be like, yeah, if you could get Thielen for him or Gardner Minshew or Sam Howell, whoever you want to mention, I would do it because we know da- half of Daniel Jones, well, 90% of Daniel Jones' fantasy points comes from his legs. We don't worry about that with Kirk Cousins. So for me, I just think I think Kirk is a very safe person to buy into going into next year on a rebuilding team. If I'm contending at all, this is not a buy low for me on Kirk Cousins. I'm not like, hey, you know, I have depth on my team. I can move him and have him going for next year. That's not what I want. But on any rebuilding team, I do want Kirk Cousins right now. I think there are scenarios, though, if you're contending that you would be okay. And I say you, a communal you, mm-hmm. being okay acquiring a Kirk Cousins. Like, let's say I have a lot of depth at running back or a lot of depth at wide receiver, and you already have a second quarterback that you can put in. Maybe that's when we get into the Adam Thielen discussion. The, I mean, heck, I you could probably get Kirk Cousins plus a small piece for your DeAndre Hopkins today. It's true. But then you're also helping out a playoff contender. You're like you're helping that team get a little bit stronger. So that's kind of where, you know, because if you're... As trading, long as you don't have a pick coming from them, though. That's true. If you have, if you have that, then so be it. Yeah, it's it's uh, for me. So to give a, a general context here, I have moved Kirk Cousins down to that mid twenty four second tier, right in that dynasty quarterback twenty eight to thirty two. Now, if we were ignoring the rest of this season, and we are talking about startups in January, he's going to be a little bit higher for me. But the reality is we still need to take into account the points that we need for the remainder of this season. If we're contending, you could do a Baker Mayfield, I think, for a Kirk Cousins. I would hope so, yes. And I think maybe if a team is contending, you might be able to get a plus thrown in there with Kirk Cousins, and that's something I would be looking to do. The, uh, these opportunities, it these situations breed opportunity for me because uh, there are opportunities then if you have a piece that is an aging asset, whether a running back, wide receiver, tight end, an injury, a quarterback like Kirk Cousins, if they have other quarterbacks at their disposal, you now have the opportunity to move those aging pieces. And it really is, you know, Kirk Cousins, he's a piece that, depending on the makeup of the team, this is league-altering, mm-hmm. in a, especially a plus six, minus four. Kirk Cousins was there from a production standpoint. Oh, without a doubt. I have a team that's my most dominant team this year. Kirk Cousins is my quarterback, too. I'm kind of lucky that I have Geno Smith as my quarterback three, but this is one to where I don't have my 24 first. And so if I was going into next year, 
um, or sorry, just in the future weeks, if I was going into that without Kirk Cousins, like that team's done. Like my hopes on getting that championship this year is out the window. But thankfully, I do have that quarterback three that I could put in. But a lot of teams don't. I see a lot of teams only going in with two quarterbacks. And this is kind of what you run into. It's like, well, now I need to really go pay for someone because everybody knows you need a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly, you know, I, I charge the contender tax often. Yes, you do. But sometimes you lose a deal because of it, or sometimes you you get a little little plus added on. Mm-hmm. Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, like I said to start, I'm not going to be adjusting their values because they're both young enough. They've both been productive enough that, you know, whether it's who is it, Jaron Hall? Is that is that the guy yeah. that came in? Yeah. And then you have Nick Mullins coming back potentially. After week nine, he'd be eligible to return from IR for week 10. You know, Mullins, I think, could do enough. But a lot of conversations in the Discord. Carson Wentz is still out there. Oh. Listen, I know. <laughs> I know it's it's not sexy at this point. But is he somebody that could come in? Is Nandy Dalton somebody that could come in? Is uh, even a Jacoby Brissett just enough to keep these guys afloat? The one thing I will say is this offense is built in the same way the 49ers offense is. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need an extremely elite quarterback for these guys to go out there and produce. So will they trade for someone? Maybe. Could be. Do I think Carson Wentz is an upgrade over anyone on the roster right now? No. Otherwise, Carson Wentz would be on the team right now. <sighs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I did go through because – on. In most leagues, once a player plays, you can't drop them. Yes. So I was I was doing some maneuvering, some gymnastics, if you will. I dropped Hunter Renfro in a few leagues to pick up Carson Wentz, just, just in case, just, just in to case. see, just in case. And then as I was going through that last night, I was getting uh, I literally was falling asleep, so I don't even know what league I left off on, mm-hmm. but I have to go back. So that's yeah. Kurt. Real quick for you. You're a contender. You're a great contender. You have Justin Jefferson on the bench. You are offered A.J. Brown. Do you take A.J. Brown for Jefferson straight up? Oh, man. Again, if we're looking at it from a startup perspective and this season does not matter, obviously that's not even a consideration. But I'm looking at a championship. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at money. Yes. The holidays are around the corner. My kids need something to open up under that tree. It crosses my mind. I think, depending on the team, I could see it getting done. It cr- a doubt. It's close enough that I'm really thinking about it. Yep. But I, I wouldn't do it for like, right now you have Tyree Kill and Amara St. Brown in that same tier with A.J. Brown. I probably wouldn't do it for those two. But A.J. Brown is just, every week can be a 30-point week, which is what... Justin and he's young enough. Is. And he's young yep. enough. Exactly. And he's tied to that team. <sighs> amazing so yeah that one's tough man i really think i'm probably 65 35 aj brown in that scenario give me a two three swap and that's like that's the difference we're talking <laughs> if i can about get it. just a little bit extra like i have them in back-to-back tiers i have jamar chase up above and then i have jefferson mm-hmm. floating in that tier two by himself with amon ross st brown tyree kill obviously older but still giving you that spike potential every single week and then aj brown who's young enough but also giving you that spike potential so it certainly is interesting i would be looking to get a very small ad if possible there with justin jefferson uh you know do you want to talk about matthew stafford at all i can 
it's the the thumb, wrist, hand, whatever you want to call it. Maybe a two week outlook here. Sit him, and then they have the buy, and then he comes back. But we're gonna see. People are going to be tested on their true value of Cooper Cup mm-hmm. and Puka Nakua. So my big thing is like they went through kind of the murderer's row as far as like three out of the last four weeks. They had the Eagles, Cardinals, they were fine. They, they played the Steelers and they played the Cowboys. But now their uh, like stretch gets pretty easy. They have Packers this week. Stafford probably won't be back for that. But like you said, mm-hmm. then they have the bye. Then they have the Seahawks, the Cardinals. They get the Browns at home. And while that defense is good, you can score on them like we saw the Seahawks yesterday. Then they go on the road to the Ravens, which is kind of tough. But fantasy playoffs hit right around that time. Then you have the Commanders, the Saints, and the Giants to finish it up. So in my view, I'm not lowering my value on any of these wide receivers because it is just a two-week thing with Stafford, I think, tops. And I won't, won't be shocked if he plays this week either. Yeah, I mean, we, there's no questioning his toughness. Yeah. Like he comes in, you know, we we talk about, uh, you know, there were there was the conversation briefly during the off season about if he'd be looking to retire, mm-hmm. and obviously here we are. Uh, I want to go to some cousins trades really quick. I, I wanted to touch on this and we did it. All right, twelve team super flex, start ten full PPR half point tight end premium, Bryce Young or Kirk Cousins. And a 24 first, where does that 24 first need to be to make that work to take the cousin side for you? Oh, that's tough for me to move my Bryce to get Kirk. You have to assume it's going to be a playoff kind of first. Otherwise the guy's not trading their first, I think. But why make a move for Bryce young in this situation? That's my thing is like, I don't even know how much he's helping you over people you could start just positionally in your super flex. Like you don't have to start a quarterback there. And I don't think he's really good enough right now to garner that. So is the value there? Sure. But that's not a trade. It would have to be like the 104, the 105, probably 105. But the 105 isn't trading, you know, that deal. I just don't see it happening. I would trade my Bryce. And I I realized I have one share left. I would trade my Bryce for Kirk Cousins in a playoff first. Oh, yeah. But what would you do to get Cousins? Uh, that that would be me getting Cousins. I oh, would Jesse. trade my Bryce Young. Yep. Man, your your brain's all foggy from the seafood. I, I loaded up Dynasty Daddy while you were talking, so I was looking at the trades while you were talking about them. <laughs> so we, we see a 25-second, a 24-second, a Baker Mayfield straight up, mm-hmm. uh, a Daniel Jones and a Michael Thomas. That one was interesting. Nico Collins in a third. That looks familiar. Hey, I've seen that one. Cousins in a third for Brock Purdy. So where do you where do you stand on all you know uh, Tyson Bajan, Di Mercado, and a fourth for Kirk Cousins? It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I really like the Kirk Cousins and a third for Brock Purdy. I like that a lot because I think, as we saw in the Discord yesterday, there's a lot of people who do not like Brock Purdy. I will and pay so, that for Brock Purdy. Yeah, I will get Brock Purdy there. But like the Tyson Bajan and. Maricado one. I just why? I mean, they're not helping you win, so why make the move in the first place? And that's think, a start ten. It's not like a super deep league there. Yeah, for me, it's if I'm moving Kirk Cousins, it has to be for something that's actually going to help me win in the playoffs. I'm not willing to move for a quarterback that's going to give me 12 points a week. Like, or that doesn't do a thing for me. The ones that don't really make sense for me either is the one for a pick straight up. Yeah why i see greg in the chat what's going on 
why are we doing it for a 24 second when again once the offseason hits in most situations Kirk Cousins is going to be valued over that unless it maybe is 201 or 202 maybe even if it's a 201 like I still want Kirk Cousins so yeah for me it's I think we see a lot of reactionary trades right now without a whole lot of thought going into them, to be honest with you. Another Kirk Cousins for 25 second, a Kirk Cousins for Zach Wilson, a Kirk Cousins for Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins for Taylor Heineke in a third. See, th- these are the opportunities right there to get off of these quarterbacks that are either Band-Aid options, so mm-hmm. a Taylor Heineke, a Gardner Minshew, that their value beyond 23 is highly questionable, or... uh you know, I, I, Zach Wilson, maybe a Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo, like we mentioned. So there are, I, I the way these trades are shaking out very uh, quickly, like you said, very reactionary. It, it has me wanting to go by Kirk Cousins. Here's one that I absolutely love Kirk Cousins and a 25 first and a 25 second for Jared Goff and a 24 third. As soon as the offseason hits, Goff and Cousins are really close to each other. I mean, there might be a round of difference in startup value, but not enough, not a first round difference for me. So I would love to do that kind of trade, especially in a rebuild. Yeah, it's going to be like, like, like I said, go test the waters, but I think the structure of the deals is going to be very interesting. Yep. Uh, let's spend about uh, the rest of the show here. What? Eight and a half minutes. See if we can keep this to half an hour on Will Levis. Ooh. And I listen, I know we, we very briefly, about 17 seconds, talked about Matthew Stafford. I just don't know that there's too much to really take right, away right, from right. a two-week injury here. And maybe if people are just box score watching and they see the fantasy output from last week, test the waters on acquiring Puka. Test the waters on acquiring Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford. I, I think there's going to be some interesting opportunities there. And then Kyron Williams is going to be coming back here shortly soon, hopefully. And we'll see how that goes. But Will Levis, uh, we had conversations in the Discord, and we're always seeing if we can buy players low. Well, the best time to buy a player low is not after a four-touchdown game in his debut. It, it isn't. Uh, the Bills are signing Leonard Fournette pending a physical. That is happening oh, right now. Oh, boy. Dan's going to be so ecstatic. He, that he is happening. like two rushing touch, touchdowns for the rest of the season. That's going to be great. Yeah, I... Uh, more to do, I think, with Damien Harris, Latavius Murray, exactly. obviously, than anything else. So, Will Levis, I made some offers because people wanted to see, well, maybe we could still get him low. Okay. So, for science, to experiment, I go out and I pay more than what is being talked about in the Discord, okay? I offered Zach Charbonnet and Jimmy Garoppolo in a, what is this one, 12-team Superflex League for Will Levis straight up. Or, you know, no plus with Levis yeah. rejected. Sorry, I don't see myself trading him right now. I'd want a lot more than what people are willing to give up. Okay. And mm-hmm. that's fair. The kid is coming off a four touchdown game where he made uh, DeAndre Hopkins fantasy relevant again. So I certainly understand it. I offered, let's see, let's see. There was another quick rejection. 14 team super flex. I offered Garoppolo, Romeo Dobbs, and a 24 second for Will Levis. I thought that was a fair, strong trade. Mm-hmm. Rejected. I offered. Doo, 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 doo. I offered Tank Bigsby and Pat Fryermuth a twelve-team Superflex one point five PPR for tight ends for Will Levis and Elijah Mitchell. Rejected. 
I do not blame these people for rejecting any of these offers. The point is, you have to you have to be willing to pay after a quarterback throws for four touchdowns mm-hmm. in his debut game. We're not gonna. There's no discount anymore. It's huge, and we have to add the human element to this. The people who have Will Levis on their teams are the ones who drafted him and heard all offseason, oh, Will Levis is crap, Will Levis is crap, his dynasty value is horrible, why'd you pick him in the first place? There's no reason, he's never going to be a starter. Then all of a sudden, his first week comes out, and he's a top quarterback. Uh, There is, I mean, getting people to move off of that after being told how dumb they were for picking him in the first place, like, there's a human element to like, oh, no, no, no. Now you're really going to pay for him if you want him. Yeah, looking at trades, Will Levis and Josh Dobbs mm-hmm. for Christian Watson in a 25 first. Yeah. That's what I would expect. Will Levis and Desmond Ritter for Deshaun Watson. I mean, Will, <laughs> it's Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Will Levis for a 24 first and second. Yeah. Will Levis for a 24 first. We have an outlier here. Will Levis for a 24 second. So does it hurt to try? No. Because maybe you do have some managers that now see that off-ramp. They see the opportunity to get out from Will Levis. They were questioning the pick, okay. But it's still going to be very challenging. I think it's going to be very tough. Where would you stand Kirk Cousins and Romeo Dobbs for Will Levis? I'll trade my Will Levis for that every day of the week. You would trade Will Levis for that? I was going to ask you to begin with, would you take... I, it's obviously super team dependent, right? If you're rebuilding, you're probably taking Kirk Cousins, right? If you are competing at all, maybe you're into Will Levis a little bit more. I offered Kirk Cousins, and I didn't have that many picks in this league, so I just kind of threw anything on. Kirk Cousins, a 25 third, a 24 fourth, 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 24 fourth, and another 24 fourth. Say that five times fast. For Will Levis. We'll see if that gets rejected. Yep. Again, I, I just dumped on any <laughs> picks I had available. Uh, Hollers in the chat, Lenny to the Bills. Yeah, that was so five minutes ago. Come on. <laughs> Will Levis or Lenny? <laughs> Brock Purdy or Lenny? That's based on the conversation. You know, people hate Brock Purdy. Uh, but do you think you could do Brock Purdy for Will Levis today? I think Will Levis managers would hold. I think they would too. <laughs> We're so reactionary. It's awesome. We're like, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> but that's the, like, like you said, like you could have gotten Will Levis for a late second. Oh yeah. Two weeks ago. Yeah. You want Especially- Zach Charbonnet for him yesterday morning. You would have been fine. <laughs> Especially whenever he was not even on the active roster. Yep. Yep. You know, Malik Willis, he seemed to be the guy if Tannehill got injured, but now we're whistling a different tune. So if you don't have Will Levis and you're going to acquire, it's going to be very difficult to acquire at the price that you'd feel comfortable with. If you do have Will Levis, you could cash out at a, a nice price. I would not pay a first for Will Levis. No, not in any league. I have three shares of Will Levis. If anybody comes knocking and they give me a 24 first, he's out the door. So, so here's just... For everyone wondering out there, when you see this whole playoff first for Will Levis thing, Kirk Cousins, you could do the same thing. You could do the same thing for Jared Goff right now. You could trade a first for Jared Goff on a team that's trying to lose. You could get him. Don't do that for Will Levis. You're praying Will Levis can turn into one of these guys. You could already be getting the fantasy points and not have to worry about if Will Levis is whoever at this point and just trade for the known commodity. 
Will Levis for Jonathan Mingo. I'm okay. I'm okay paying that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Will Levis or Jamison Williams in a 24 second? Oh, Will Levis, dude. I, I, this has to be Jamo's coming out party tonight, man. It has to be. But these are the situations. I actually, you know, I wrote about this on in the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Based on his metrics, you know, I I know we put up a goose egg last week, but I think Jamison Williams is an intriguing buy right now. I actually do at, at a deflated price because you know, I'm not sending a first, yeah. and I know a lot of people are going to be holding, but. Uh, with that said, the Jamison Williams in a second for Will Levis, it probably isn't the type of move that's going to kill you when it's all said and done. Yeah. We're about three weeks away from John Ross being Jamison Williams comparison. I mean, that's if, it, really close if that. it's not already floating around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned it in the Discord, but I think it's about where we are with him, sadly. Does the Kenneth Walker Zach Charbonnet split concern you at all? No, I, dude, when people go against the Browns defense, they're one of the best defense to where, where I think um, coaching staffs attack them in a certain way. Like if this continues for another week, and I'm not sure who the Seahawks is, just say they're playing the Cardinals. If they did the exact same thing in the Cardinals, like, yeah, I would be immediately like, oh crap. But Jim Schwartz's defense, they do that wide nine thing. So I think they're just attacked in certain ways to where other defenses aren't quite the same. Yeah. Well, uh, we talked very briefly about Matthew Stafford, Will Levis, Kirk Cousins. Those are the most intriguing options here. I think from a a quarterback perspective that are going to be discussed heavily over the next week, if you're not in the Discord, it is completely free. The link is in the episode description. We are having these conversations nonstop, all right? And it's it's a great community for, for conversations like this, and if you have any specific questions, obviously it's very difficult to have these discussions on the specifics in 30 minutes on the show, but we can dive into it and be a lot more detailed in there. So if you're looking to jump in, jump in uh, completely free. If you don't like it, leave. That's fine. You know, no hard feelings. But yeah, those are the quarterbacks that I think are going to be brought up a lot here. And there's going to be, there's so much gray area, as we always talk about. So uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed this. Final thoughts. All right, Mitch, for the 223rd time, week eight in the books. What do you got for our listeners here? Final thoughts. I'm just going to say, because it's not a real final thought, but I had some issues in my commission leagues yesterday. I'm not entirely sure how it all happened, but just be careful on your commission settings because I had one league to where someone was able to add players that were playing during the game. I mean, that was really weird. That was, was that on sleeper? That one that was in sleeper. Yeah. I think I got that one fixed. And then somehow Dan started two wide receivers in an MFL league. And I know that like it's set up properly. I have, so I got to dive into that later. You have to start three receivers in that league. Yeah. Dan was able to start two and he threw another running back. And I don't know how that happened. I do no clue. Yeah, I don't know. So I got to try to look into that, but just be careful out there. You know, settings are fun. Be careful out there. Yeah. You know, in the theme of Halloween, that's right. It's scary out in those setting streets. <laughs> okay. You got to make sure those settings are in order. Uh, but yeah, hopefully anybody that's 
have been uh, taking part in Halloween festivities. Have a lot of fun. Be safe, uh, especially those with kids, you know. Uh, but are you guys trick or treating? Of course, of course. Okay. Yep. All right, all right. Even got uh, one today to go to. Oh, yeah. We'll yeah. be we'll be going out tomorrow. Johnny might be Captain America, might be Iron Man. He also has a Toy Story costume, so we'll see. Good for him. We'll see when he wakes up. But anyway, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this midday break. Get back to work. Uh, from Mitch Sorensen, Dan Lamagna. I'm John Bauer. Hopefully week nine is going to be a successful one. I had to think about what week it is. Anyway, uh, get back to work. Have a great day. See you.